there is no easier time to build relationships online than now. So if you think about, especially social media, if you think about where we've come from, where, you know, in order to even see someone on Facebook, you had to be connected. Like you couldn't even see what they posted when Facebook first right. started. And even back in MySpace days, remember in order to follow someone, see their page, you know, you, you actually had to connect where like now on Twitter, I can just see millions of what people thought out loud, right? right? And even on LinkedIn, um, you know, you can see, just see things openly. But I'm going to tell you something that changed my business tremendously when it first started. And a lot of people that I know now first met me in air quotes this way. When Periscope first started, I used to live stream daily. Mm. And live streaming is the way to build authentic relationships. And I know so many people don't like to be on video. And I wasn't always runway ready, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Sometimes the kids run in while I'm talking um, and, you know, but it didn't matter with, with live streaming, especially if you don't try to make it to produce, it's, it's very natural. People get to know who you are naturally, similar to how we're doing on this podcast, mm -hmm. right? You and I are on video, but no one can see us. But if we live stream this, people would really feel like they knew Adam and people actually really, really felt like they knew Monique. So when I would have speaking engagements, people would literally come from out of town to meet me in person because they felt like they knew me. Those people did business with my consulting company because they trusted me because of what I would share on live stream. I would share just information to help folks free of charge. Hmm. And the consistency of daily is a, uh, a real big deal as well. Like, like how long do you mm -hmm. go about doing that? Cause that, I think that that part is like nine tenths of it, of, of success is just continuing to do it on a regular consistent basis. Um, did, yeah. did you, was that, was that something where you're like, I'm going to do this for six months or I'm going to do it for. No, it was kind of just kind of ad hoc. So <laughs> it didn't start out being that consistent at first. I just got on and was watching other people and some people I did business with, I met on Periscope. And I don't mean doing business, spending $25. I mean, people have spent thousands of dollars with me having never met me in person, literally saw me on Periscope, went to a landing page. And I try to talk to people about building and I hate using the term funnels per se, but you know how to build out what's going to happen right. next. So I knew how to do that when I started live streaming. So I already had that in place. I already had a back, that's back when bit.ly links were more common, mm -hmm. right? Um, so if it was something I was talking about, let's say angel investing, and I would say, just go to bit.ly forward slash angel investing if you wanna know more about it or if you need help with your pitch deck or whatever it is, and they would go. So these people would, know who I was, what I knew, knew I knew what I was talking about and be able to ask me questions live on air. Like it's nothing more powerful than mm. that, right? Yeah. And so we didn't have anything like that before. Yeah. So when Periscope first started, I did that, but I started, I started out by being a fly on the wall and I would watch other people and it would be just so engaging. Some people would hop on six, seven times a day. So what I realized was those people who did that, all they did was share their journey. So when I first, first started, I was still doing my tech startup. 
So I would share with them what I was doing or what worked well or what didn't work well. I remember I actually showed them like my credit card <laughs> bill for that month. It was like $8,600, you know? And I was like, yeah, my credit card bill is 8,600 bucks. So I'm gonna pay it in full this month, you know, I, I have to. And so people would ask me questions about stuff and it just was an authentic time. So I would watch other people and then I would do it. And then it didn't start out happening often. But what happened was people who would hop on would get a notification anytime I hopped on. So even I was, even though I wasn't consistent, when they would get the notification that I'm going live, they would hop in because of their experience with me before being online. They know I'm not just on there doing jumping jacks <laughs> and asking them to donate money. <laughs> they actually got value from being there with me. So that, but I'm gonna say that was just 50% of the equation with live streaming. The other 50% came from being in other people's live streams and engaging and asking questions and having dialogue with people in other people's live streams. So I would engage and help other people. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They would, let's say, and I learned a lot about business from these people. I mean, I learned so much and they, they, they tell me they learned a lot from me, but I learned a lot from these people. Um, so I would add, they would be talking, let's say one, this one, um, person I met on there, she was a, a, a branding, um, expert. And so she would be talking about like different aspects and this and that. And I would ask questions, you know, and other people ask questions. I'd be like, oh, and, and while they're asked, while you're asking the question, you know, they can see it because it comes up on their screen right. and they'd be like, oh yeah, Monique asked this. So yeah, Monique, this is how it goes. And it literally feels like they're having, we're having a conversation. Right. You, I can't tell you how powerful that is. It's extremely powerful. Whatever happened, Periscope got like bought by yeah, Twitter and just became a thing, like live streaming, and then there's like yeah. what Meerkat or what something like that that was a thing that it, Meerkat uh, went yeah. out of business. Yeah. So yeah. and well, none of that stuff. Like there's, I you know I guess some people do some of that stuff on YouTube or Facebook Live is the thing that. So. Yeah, see, that's, when we talk about disruption, that you there you you hit it right on the head. When we talk about disruption and competitors and alternatives, like that's why I try to get people to think about that early because what happened with Periscope is Facebook started live streaming, Instagram started live streaming. You know, you can do it there and you can do it on YouTube, mm -hmm. right? So, um, and then there were platforms where you can... Um, uh, live stream multi-channel on all of them at right. once. And I remember when that first started, when it first, um, people were first kind of like doing their own kind of really polished kind of produce live streaming, we were all using OBS. Mm -hmm. And I actually did a live stream. So other people like, hey, I want to learn how this is cool. I want to learn how to do it. So I actually did a live stream showing people how to use OBS to do their own live streams. Right. And so it's just stuff like that. Like, Periscope was really a community. We all kind of became like friends. I mean, thousands of people, thousands of us. It was crazy from all over the world. And then we moved from Periscope to saying, hey, we have these conversations online, but I'm setting up this Facebook group. And so then we ended up in Facebook groups and Periscoping and it just grew. And then Periscope just kind of died because we had other alternatives. Yeah, it's... And that's, that is, I think everything becomes just, it starts out as a little bit of the wild west and you get to just make yeah. your own rules and then it becomes a little bit more professional and a little bit more professional. Yeah. 
and things like OBS mm-hmm. are like that. Like nowadays, there is, I mean, there still are people that are, you know, live streaming, pulling up their phone mm-hmm. and just kind of chatting. But it's, you know, so many people, and you, trust me, I've, I've gone down YouTube rabbit holes on this. You know, setting up their their live stream setup for you know Twitch streaming for their gaming, and they've spent tens of thousands of dollars on their studio of you know camera oh, no. equipment, nah. and microphones, and lighting, nah. and all this stuff. And they, I mean, some of them make money, and some of them, a lot of them make money by just you know telling other people how to spend their money. And mm-hmm. um, but I, you know. It, it becomes less and less fun and it becomes more and more business like yeah all throughout See, the and process that's, that's what that's what i didn't like about it like like i mentioned when we first started on periscope it was new like it, it had just started and so you know how that is when once it gets saturated and everybody's doing it, it's kind of mm-hmm. like ah <laughs> you know it's just too saturated but now you know they even have it on linkedin now you can live stream on LinkedIn. but once I think doing all that production takes away the authenticity because they would see me in my office, right? Or, um, you know, I may be sitting on the couch with my, and literally we would just have our phones. Some people will be laying in the bed (laughs) talking about their day. (laughs) You know, some people we would, we would um, call them dark scopes. Some people would like not have any light. So all you can do is hear (laughs) them, not see them. It's kind of like a, I guess you could say an MVP of podcasting. (laughs) Right. <laughs> so, so um, it was a training ground for a lot of things I've seen um, that are now pretty normal. You yeah. know, for what people are doing marketing wise. Yeah, I wonder if it's just. I mean, I part of it is certainly that I I've I checked out a little bit on some of the cutting edge stuff. I used to have an account for every new thing that ever got created, like the mm-hmm. first day, and at some point you just can't keep up with it all. Oh, I, no, I know that much. for me, uh, the creation of of um, TikTok was the was the one where I was like, I can't I can't do it anymore. Uh, and um, and so, but it is it becomes it just seems like it's moving faster and faster from this thing that is authentic and people using their authentic voices to you know there are people that are complaining that TikTok might get canceled because they are making tens of thousand dollars a week on TikTok as an influencer. And it's only been around for a couple, like the, the, the professionalization of all of the internet is like this crazy speed now. And so if you're a company trying to compete with like people whose job it is to make money on those platforms, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. I think, I mean, you're not going to be able to show up in the algorithm high for your, you know, software as a service platform for uh i mean there's people who's you don't have to pay there's people that are putting 12 hours 18 hours a day into producing content for themselves to build their own brands and to build their own uh Mm. you know marketing engines of themselves that if you're not willing to get in that fight with people um and do that same amount of work you're going to be in a lot of trouble uh and I, i don't think it's worth it um, so you've got to either say, I'm going to jump in and provide content and consistency and value and all these things that allow me to do it as well. Or it, you might need to find another method. You're not, you know, d- don't come up with a TikTok str- not. strategy that, you know, yeah. 
your 22 year old, um, uh, son or daughter came up with because they're the only person, you know, that has one of the accounts. I mean, there's <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, B2B is definitely more challenging to figure out which channel is going to work for you. Like all of the new faddish things that come out are, you know, better marketing channels for B2C type mm-hmm. things. I don't think we've really landed on, Ooh, this is it for B2B besides LinkedIn. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's hard. You, you, they can buy ads on uh, these podcasts. Though. They can <laughs> buy ads. You, you, you did <laughs> say, you said a number on a call we were on a week or two ago where you said, if you're not making, was it $50,000 a sale? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Say that number. Yeah. Was so yeah, for so we were talking about like paying for ads on LinkedIn or even having an ABM strategy, you know, account-based marketing strategy um, for acquiring customers. If your product is not at least like fifty thousand dollars, you you're you're gonna lose money on every sale. Your product has to be expensive enough that certain channels make sense. And um, I think a lot of people will test these platforms with without knowing that, right. you know, and so they don't know what the uh, acquisition costs would be. And especially if you're an early startup, you're, most people aren't even keeping track of that. They don't even know what CAC right. is, customer acquisition costs. They don't know those things yet, right? And um, they may never even heard of it before. And so I try to um, just keep people aware of kind of what's happening now. And a lot of it is, you'll see it come up through the ranks like Periscope. Like it really started with everyday people, small business owners. I mean, I knew people and I didn't, I didn't promote, I didn't sell a lot on Periscope. Like that wasn't my point in having Periscope. It was more for brand awareness for my, um, my company my the tech company I was building and you know for myself so I wasn't on there selling but I knew people that was on there selling and they would make ten twenty thousand dollars a week like easy so I mean I would I would have I would host you know we call it hosting let's say I did a scope and I would have 700 people in the room and like the comments are going crazy just saying, well, what book was that you mentioned? Cause like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, this book I just read y'all is crazy. Let me tell you. And it would be a business thing, right? And people would actually go out and buy the book and be like, I got my book, Monique. They would tweet <laughs> me on Twitter. I mean, it was just like, you. Know, it's just like, just doing what makes sense for your business. Some people sold digital courses. Um, they ha- They would, have events that would sell out that they would talk about on Periscope. Um, um, You can have a private live stream. So remember, I told you Facebook started having live stream, right? You can can now live stream inside of groups. So let's say you live stream for free on Periscope, but then you only give them a piece of it. And then they have, you can send them to a landing page where they pay and then they can get the live stream with all the details and a full training and all that inside the Facebook group. Like that's a funnel people would set up. And so it, it was just, I know how to do when I, when I talk, when I'm speaking with startups, I tell them like, I know how to get to the revenue, but are you willing to do the work? Cause see this kind of stuff, you can't scale. It's going to take some time. Yeah, that is, I mean, there, and that's the per- professionalization of all of that stuff is like, you like, yeah. as, 
turned turned so quickly and that that again is where um it is an incredible amount of work where you think um you know that 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 is a, a always what i think to be a good piece of advice uh for startups which is do stuff that doesn't scale until you can scale that's right but mm-hmm. you know i i think especially those people that are um either came from corporate life or maybe got a dream of what a startup is from a tv show or something like that uh-huh. um mm-hmm. don't quite get that 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 the unglamorous parts of it are just like mm-hmm. sending people messages over linkedin or or That's twitter right. or you know having a consistent conversations all those things that just are not fun maybe they're fine i mean, I, I'm, I bet yeah. you you really enjoyed your periscope so i don't want to say that they're not fun but they're oh well for most engineers it's exhausting though because i'm an introvert <laughs> yeah. I bet you want to take a nap yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and you're try, trying to be, be present for your kids later in the day. You're like, no, I just did a periscope. I'm done mm-hmm. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I kind of, I guess in some ways that to, if you're trying to be a professional about it, um, it makes sense to, you know, really just sit there and say, are, are you willing to do the professional efforts that other people are to do it? Um, mm-hmm. But there's a thought that it's free in some way, shape or form. And that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it is it's also right. like, it's not going to be $300 worth of AdWords. that's going to fix your issue. That's either. right. So, you know, preach Adam. That is right. That's what they think though. I'll just get investor money. I'll buy some some uh, keywords. I'll do some Facebook ads, and I'll be good to go. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I, it's it's fun talking to people who have tried that for a month or two and are very frustrated. They have zero leads. Mm-hmm. And it's not fun in that you know. I'm sorry that you spent a thousand bucks and you don't in this to one mean. of the biggest corporations <laughs> in the world, and you have nothing to show for it. <laughs> but it, then they at least have the data. That's it, the thing you have to kind of. I've found that you have to talk them off the ledge. Is they find that they think that that means that platform itself is not valuable. Doesn't work. That's right. And it's like, well, maybe that's it's right. just the way that you've chosen to engage with yeah. that platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that the you know AdWords are if you're selling something, people find that you know, people who are searching for that thing and click that's on the right. ad that can still work at a pretty good clip. That's right. But buying like Facebook ads yep. or something like that, you might never ever get to where you need to go if your if your return or your cost is is a sale. Uh, I know you've mm-hmm. been a big, big proponent. I agree with it. You know, if you're going to spend on that kind of stuff, maybe spend on something that's not, uh, it's not a sale, but it's yeah, social. Content. You know, mm-hmm. Have them, you know, follow your podcast, um, have them, you that's know, right. follow your YouTube channel, but then you have to then yeah. do that part of it too, which is create the content, That's which right. Is, you know, that's right. do the editing, do all that other kind of stuff that takes time, effort and energy mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, uh, you know, doing things that don't scale are great, but if you, if you start being good and successful and consistent on more than one aspect of it, you could run out of room to actually do your job during the day as well. So, exactly. I mean, That's right. So you've got to, you do have to be, you know, uh, you gotta, you definitely. So this is the thing. So I knew one person on Periscope who's making about $8,000 
just from live streaming on Periscope, um, probably about once a day or every other day, because they were selling some, you know, digital product. And they actually started hiring people. And some of those people are actually Periscope people who were in their things. So they had someone who would create the landing page for them. They had someone who would set up the funnel to make sure everything connected. They had someone who would pay attention to the um, contents, uh, I mean, to the comments that were coming in and seeing what questions people asked. So then she, she would know what to talk about in future scopes and what to create content on. I mean, it's, it, it, it's a gold mine of customer discovery. Mm -hmm. So when people would ask questions, people would create content around those questions. And it just, it was just a, a virality factor to it that I don't see happening anymore. That's when it was still very raw, mm -hmm. you know, and people were excited about it. Um, yeah, I mean, part of that is for sure. It's just the newness of the platform where people are like, isn't this cool that we are um, mm -hmm. there with uh, the world that uh, we can open up our phones and it, we can be broadcasting like we're NBC. Um, <laughs> right. No, Literally with the lower <laughs> third and your name and the logo and stuff. Like, this is yep. cool. No, and nobody's wild by that. I don't know why no one's wild about that anymore, but nobody, uh, it's, it's table stakes now. Everybody's just like, yeah, that's what you do. And like, you get mad if you get buffering or something <laughs> like that. And you're like, you're crazy. This is amazing. Right. This is... Right. So um, I, I, that, right. <laughs> that part of it is, it is funny to imagine a world where everybody is frustrated. That it's, it, it's not that. Um, and then with it being so saturated, it is like I, I've, I've you know, got some people I'm working with who are starting to produce some content or starting to use content as a marketing engine. Um, and I, I can see that they're already starting to get frustrated because they're not getting engagement like they want from that content. And it's going to be hard, I think, for early on. Because Did you tell them about pie? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to call them right after this. <laughs> because, you know, the, you, you, part of it's like, you know, we had the one of our calls was all around this idea of like, how do you get your, your employees involved and encourage them to do create content as well? Um, and part of that I mean, is, you know, it's really hard. I just like, you know, their job is to be, you know, building the tools and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. Like, so you, you've got to find ways to incentivize them to do it. You have to, you know, let them know that this is helping them professionally as well. You have to do all these other things to that. And, but then if you do all that, you get them to start writing, doing videos, doing whatever their, their, you know, thing that they chose to do was, and then, you know, 10 people watch it um, and you don't have a like you, and you had to be sold on all of this yourself yeah it's gonna be, and the amount of time they invested mm -hmm. in everything it's gonna be tough to keep doing it and it's and but you ha like that's kind of like that was you have mm -hmm. to yeah yeah I mean what else are you what else I mean it's what right you do that but it's not just that it's a combination of doing that and building relationships. So let me give you an example. Um, this this guy um, that follows, he started out following me on LinkedIn and then he asked to connect, right? And so the pod, engage, the engagement pod conversation, he actually hopped in and said, oh, thanks Monique, because 
I was able to see this because you commented. And so I just learned so much from what you're, you guys are going back and forth saying. So he messaged me and he said, I'm having in the, in the comments um, thread, he put, Hey, I'm having a hard time with engagement. And I didn't even know this was happening. Like, you know, the whole pot thing. And I'm, and I was getting very frustrated with it. And um, so then he messaged me and he said, Hey, how that was great dialogue. He says, um, how do you get consistency? Right. How do you get consistency and in, in doing the um, constantly posting, but how are you, how is that? How did you crack the code? I don't think I've cracked the code. It just depends on what you post and who you engage with. Um, he was like, how do you generate leads? Like, how are you? And I always tell people that the revenue is in the DMs. Like just because no one engages on the post or you may not see it, you know, most of the time it comes around the back door and into the DMs. And that's where my leads come mm -hmm. from, many people. And so he said, I, I told him, I said, um, you know, it's, it comes in the DMs. You can post, don't stop posting, make sure it brings value. But people will come around if it resonates. Like if you're not just saying the same old thing everybody else is saying, right? And so, I, and then he said, well, yeah, but yeah, it seemed like you kind of have this consistency though. I'm like, because it's all real life stuff. I'm not reading in the book and typing it in. Like it's stuff that I do every day. Like it's an authenticity. But I said, not only that, I, first of all, I'm definitely not the, the, um, the influencer or anything by any means on LinkedIn. I, I have less than 5,000 connections. I don't connect with everybody I decline it's just it's for me it's a waste of time to just have all these connections so I told him I said this came over years some of these people that are connected to me on LinkedIn actually came from Periscope that's where they found me and then they saw me on LinkedIn because they wanted to validate that you are who you say you are okay so I told him I was like it came from me building my personal brand outside of LinkedIn and then once I got on LinkedIn, you know, continuing to do, um, you know, some of the content that I know, I know for sure. I'm not talking about anything I don't know. Um, and then from there, partnerships, right? And it was just like, he's just like, like, it just comes down to relationships. Like you can't just post and not come into the other people's DMs and say, hey, I saw what you posted, just like you just did to me. You just did that to me. So now we've developed a more, a better relationship than just you liking my post or following me. You see, and I get it, that takes time to do, but that's about building that foundation that you can then build upon so that you have the relationships to do all the other stuff that we first started this conversation talking about. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the thing that is maybe uncomfortable for a lot of people nowadays is, you know, you're at at some level in 2020 and beyond it's going to be more about the individual's uh, abilities mm -hmm. to communicate and build relationships than it is going to be about the company's ability to do those things and so oh absolutely so in the same way that you know linkedin doesn't value a post on your company page as much as it values a post in, on your mm -hmm. personal page I think most people don't do that either. So when you're talking about building these strategies out for your company, it's almost like I, I would advise it as, a, as thinking of it as a, almost partially an HR strategy for your all your employees to say, 
we want you to be here as long as you're, you know, want to be here and all this kind of stuff. But what we are, the things that we are teaching you to do to spread these words and to create these messages is going to help you beyond us. Uh, and it's going to help you get that next job that's more high paying than it is than we can afford or you want to do here. Or it's going to uh, get you that speaking engagement that's going to pay you money or it's going to do these other things. And and so what we're, what we're here for is a strategy that is both helping the company grow, but it's also helping your um, individual, uh, I hate, again, brand, but your individual brand grow mm-hmm. in this way that um, – uh, you, you're you're treating your the the strategy as partially HR strategy for you know uh, employee um, improvement and education and okay. partially for marketing. Um, and mm-hmm. I I think that you know having a culture that kind of encourages those type of uh, team members to be active and communicate and find people that are are those type of people. I mean it's. It stinks for some people. Trust me. I, there's times when you know you want to just say, "I don't, I don't want to live in the social space anymore," and I just want to get get down and get my head down and do work. But you're just not yeah. going to be able to do that now. So no. you know the, the fact that mm-hmm. you know some the, some of these bigger uh, new pieces of software that that, that come out um, and how they get successful is because they are either backed by or made by people that have strong personal brands that can share them, share them with their networks and go forward and go. it just lubricates everything so much easier. I mean, it, yeah. in some ways it's not, it's not so foreign. Like it's, it's, it's more on everybody has to do it instead of just the sales side of things. But there, yeah. you know, for generations, a, a big investment company would, hire and pay a ton of money for somebody from another mm-hmm. bank to come work for them because they had a big book of mm-hmm. business that they could try to bring over mm-hmm. to them. And it's basically the same thing, but on this like broader mm-hmm. social thing. And some of that is, it yeah. feels creepy, but some of it's also just like, you know, life, like people like talking to each other. And if you have a good communications mm-hmm. with people that are and doing things and it's just kind of how you have to do it nowadays. I, I, I can't, I can't yeah. think of, I'm sure there are, they're probably like government run businesses or, you know, people that are completely contract bases like that, that you, you can just be as introverted as you want to and, you know, get down to the nitty gritty, but it's gotta be the, the number of businesses mm-hmm. that are like that now are, are, are very small in comparison. Oh yeah. It's dwindling down to nothing, yeah. <laughs> but I'm okay. So I'm of the mindset. I'm really funny about lending my personal brand to an employer. And a lot of people are because in the day and age of what we're living in now, companies are so disloyal. Like I know some of these companies that laid people off and um, these people have wrapped their entire social media strategy, you know, and, you know, celebrated their company everything around this company and now it's like yeah they got to post yeah i got laid off but i'm looking for my next opportunity and trying to be you know very light-hearted about it but the truth is when you when you post your company so much people just associate you with the company so it got to be about your personal brand like what you were saying your 
And I, when I say personal brand, it's like, what is your subject matter expertise? I have, let's say sales. I have sales um, expertise and sales strategy expertise, and I'm going to be sharing that. Oh, and by the way, this is the company that I'm currently lending <laughs> my value because I, I just, I've had people ask me about that and I'm just not a fan of it because people don't stay with companies that long anymore, 18 months to two years, maybe three. And then people know you as, you know, Adam from ATDC. No, no, no. I want to know who Adam is because Adam can get a job anywhere. Adam ATDC, I only see him as Adam ATDC. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's a different thing. Right. And I, I agree. Um, like I, you see it most often, I think, in journalism for some reason, which is like they'll have their name and then the you know, Bob Smith, ABC or whatever, and uh, I think they're it's getting further and further away from that though because like you said, everybody gets laid off, which is part of it, um, and so what what I would. What, what I, how I think about it and how I try to explain it is, is kind of what you said, which is like you're, you, when you're encouraging people to, to talk and share they, about what they do, how they do it, um, and the four is like who they do it for is like the last part of the equation. That's right. And so, um, you know, you should be hopefully doing something that you're proud of and be like, isn't this a cool thing that I did or how did I, this is, here's the tricks or tools that I did it with. And I think those parts are the things that, you know, that's, that's where the kind of when, when you are a manager, you're helping an individual, um, grow in a way that is beyond the company. And I think that's okay. Um, if, if you have a, a, a team of people who are all kind of growing and, and sharing and all that kind of stuff, it's going to come back to the company as well. But you don't have to have every one of your, you don't have to have a funnel uh, to uh, right. uh, drive back to the company funnel for, um, you know, that kind of, that side of things. But if you're like, if you had just, you know, spent um, 10 months on this crazy new product and you don't want to share it with the world after it's done. Yeah. yeah. Something's then, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You're ashamed of the company. They not either the company's not treating you mm, right or yeah. it's 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 something else more to it. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm with you on so that. I think you mm-hmm. want people that want to share. Um, but yeah, I don't think you want shells for the company. I don't I, I just don't think it's gonna be interesting, you know. Oh, some people do want shells for the company. Yeah, but I <laughs> Oh, I I I see them on LinkedIn asking. Uh, you know, I wish my employees would just set up their LinkedIn profile and and they have like a um a content library where people are supposed to take those links and put it on their personal <laughs> profile. Oh yeah, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I but I, I think that there's just gonna there's in the next decade it's gonna be, I mean, depending on some legal things, it's gonna be more and more free agent world. So there's going to be, it's going to be more of a 1099 world and less of a W2 world. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. what you're going to find is just people, you know, building things together for a little bit and they're going to go off to the next thing and it's going to be okay. And everybody's going to try, everybody's going to have pods to, 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 for work pods now. Right. And, um, so I, I would imagine that the, the, 
th- those who tried to do things like the content library that the company, like the person's supposed to copy and paste and, and mm-hmm. have not their voice out there and those type of things you're going to find, um, it's obviously, it's, it's not going to be successful. It's going to fail on, on its face. Right. And I think that the, the, the yep. boss, the, um, founder, the manager who is able to say, uh, we will, you know, do things to help you grow as an individual through this thing. And, you know, let's be building things that we're proud of that we want to share with the world as well. Um, those people mm-hmm. are going to be the ones to mm-hmm. succeed. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be a long-term thing, but it's, it's going to be, that's, that would be my vision for by the time I retire, like the idea that mega corporations are, are controlling voices of individuals. It's just, it obviously doesn't, it doesn't work nowadays. I mean, it doesn't work. Mm-mm. It does not work. You're absolutely right. Thanks for listening to our podcast to subscribe or listen to our back catalog. Go to 